Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR Trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2011, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the program right here on Blog Talk Radio. Most of you are drivers, and we realize that, so many of you listen through the archive shows. We understand that, but when you are able to join us live on the air, we appreciate it very much. I see you listening through our phone lines, so hello to Wisconsin and Arkansas, Texas, Michigan, Utah, New York, Virginia, Tennessee, Ohio, Oklahoma, California, Nevada. A few area codes that I don't recognize it all, so that can only be international listeners. So wherever you are, thanks for joining us this evening on Truth About Trucking Live. As we wind down 2011 with this, our final show of the year. Uh, A lot of news updates this week for the U.S. trucking industry, including the NTSB recommending that all cell phone devices be banned from all drivers' use, both commercial drivers and general public. Doubt if that will ever happen for the four-wheelers out there, but the NTSB can only recommend such actions, and that is uh, exactly what they have done. Also news that the FMCSA will release their new HOS rule proposal on December 22nd. Uh, many believing that will go from 11 hours to 10 hours. We'll find out in another week. At least we'll see if indeed the 22nd is the date we finally hear about this change in hours of service rule. And uh, for other news and announcements that we think you uh, might be interested in knowing about and hearing about, we'll bring Donna in here to uh, fill you in on the details. Donna? Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, the HOS, uh, Department of Transportation and Federal Boulder Carrier Safety Administration, has set Thursday, December 22nd, uh, as the date the FMCSA will release the final rule on the hours of service. Um, recently, uh, the FMCSA announced that the 2010 statistics indi- indicated that the fatal truck crash increased by over 8% from 2009. Uh, however, they did not mention that over 70% of those fatal accidents were the fault of the non-commercial uh, drivers. So, you know, those uh, extra, and we're not downplaying fatal crashes at all, but if you really are serious about safety, um, we feel that you need to address the areas that need to uh, alleviate the safety uh, concerns. So anyway, I thought it was very interesting. Um, the FMCSA did produce a video on their website, and it does state that 70% of the fatal crashes are the fault of the non-CMV driver. And uh, they produced this video uh, in order to help these drivers identify unsafe acts of motorists in the vicinity of large trucks. 
the uh, video identifies unsafe driving acts of these motorists and contribute to collisions uh, and passenger vehicles with large trucks. It covers judgment problems, speed-related behavior, right-of-way of headway-related behavior, and lane change or lane position problems. Um, it's a really a, a great video. Uh, we watched it. It was 17 minutes long. Uh, but you can go to the fmcsa.dot.gov site. Of course, you know you have to kind of look for it and just type in either on Google FMCSA DOT unsafe driving acts video, and you should be able to to watch it. But you know the fact that that even they say that most of these fatal truck crashes uh, are not the cause of the CMB driver is monumental. Um, also, <clears throat> uh, ELBRs, uh, if you remember last month, um, FMCSA had uh, their meeting and one of the discussions was ELBRs and it was stated that um, there needs to be a new rule because the old rule was vacated. Fred Schaffner did attend that from theamericandriver.com. Uh, we have a post up there on um, Ask the Trucker uh, about uh, his trip to Washington, along with his uh, recorded statement that he made and uh, a gentleman that uh, accompanied him. Uh, he also made a, an excellent statement at the meeting. We, we really need all of us, and I say all of us, really need to make, um, if we can, uh, an attempt to attend these meetings, especially the sleep apnea one that's coming up on January 4th. But anyway, uh, now that is going back to rulemaking. However, on um, December 7th, I believe, uh, the Senate Commerce Committee introduced S-1950, and it, it's really strange because it's a bill, again, under safety, uh, to amend Title 49. Did they, uh, did they introduce it or sneak it in? Well, it, it, really, I mean, it, it like passed the committee. It was introduced what December seventh, and like before you know it, there's a vote. And I was thinking to myself when I was reading all this, well, how long did it take Jason's law to get voted on? I mean, we, it dragged and dragged, and this about, this is uh, un about, unbelievable. Yeah, what was it, about three years? Yeah. So there, this might, you know, it's it's going to be. Um, Let's see, it's cleared the truck safety section of the pending highway bill, which we're all, you know, anticipating. Um, but anyway, it's it's passed that. It was introduced by Senator Frank Lautenberg, uh, Democrat from New Jersey, co-sponsored by Mark Pryor, Democrat in Arkansas, John Rockefeller, Democrat in West Virginia. And uh, it, like I said, in the name of safety, this bill was considered in the committee, which has been recommended it be considered by the Senate as a whole. So basically uh, what they're doing is it's, it's going to introduce, make law EOBRs on trucks. So it didn't, it, it, it didn't make the rulemaking, and it was um, ordered by the court for the FMCSA to vacate that rule. Uh, because uh, it was deemed uh, harassment, it could cause actually compromised safety for drivers and uh, so forth. So now it's just going to be snuck in, and I, I tell you what, it, it's really unbelievable. And this is this is an example of some of the things that got 
snuck into home health um, with the Obamacare. I mean, if, if anybody ever took the time, which not even the congressmen and senators um, bothered to read that entire uh, bill, you know, there's all kinds of things snuck in there about taxes and selling your home and, and all kinds of things. And here's a perfect example, and, of course, it's in the name of safety. Um, Alan did post a great um, comment that's on Facebook right now. I think we're going to uh, – Alan, you're going to make a post about all this, and we'll just put that link up there to your comment. Okay. And anyway um, – so that's going on right now. That's S1950. And, uh, oh, and here, one more thing I want to say about this. I looked all over the Internet trying to read this bill, and you can't find it. It's not It's not out there. So, so I don't know. So much for transparency. Although I don't think they had time enough to even put it up on the Internet. I mean, before you know it, it's a bill, and now it's voted on, and, and, and it's going to be in the highway bill. Well, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, sleep apnea. Uh, well, uh, that's you know an ongoing thing. Uh, a lot of people write us and ask us, is is it a law? Sleep apnea? No, it's not a law. It hasn't been. Uh, there hasn't been any mandate legislation, anything. However, the carriers can do what they want with it. I mean, if they're going to require uh, you to have tests for sleep apnea, that's, you know, up to them. What is wrong is we get emails, and I know we get pretty frustrated. The carriers will tell the drivers that it's law and uh, that, that they have to have these uh, tests. And and that's wrong. Um, you know, just just say that you're you're making the rules. It's your company, and and you know, be accountable for that. But no, it's not. But right now, there was a meeting uh, last month, and it's that same meeting that um, uh, Fred went to, Fred Schaffner, and there's going to be another meeting on the fifth, and they will be discussing. And it looks like they do want to make it into law. Um, we had. Uh, a show, a radio show about just about a year ago on sleep apnea. And I don't know what data or facts or additional tests that they're going to present, and I would do anything to uh, go to this meeting. Um, I, I don't know if I'll be able to. It's January 4th and 5th, but, you know, Lord willing, if I can, I will. And uh, it's going to be Obstructive Sleep Apnea Subcommittee Meeting. Uh, Hilton, Alexandria, Old Town, Washington, and Jefferson Room, second floor in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, part of it is saying that truck driver fatigue, uh, a lot of that is because of sleep apnea. Well, first of all, truck driver fatigue is, is low on the FMCSA list as far as fatal crashes go. Um, I believe it's like 1% or something like that. Um, but if they are going to bring up uh, this, I think we need to bring up at that meeting the other reasons for truck driver fatigue, uh, which is lack of uh, adequate parking, uh, dispatchers pushing drivers to drive when they say they're either ill or tired, shippers and receivers holding drivers up at the docks, cutting into their rest time, dispatch waking drivers up via Qualcomm to ask questions or failing to respect just in general abide by the HOS regulations 
and retaliation tactics from carriers. If the driver states that he he or she is too fatigued to drive, um, you know, then what are they going to do? Starve them out or uh, threats of DAC? And you know, we all know the, all the stories behind all that. So. Uh, anyway, and th- this is all one big picture, EOBRs, HOS, sleep apnea, and I-, I think when you start putting the pieces of this puzzle together, um, you know, it all starts to make sense, uh, you know, with the regulations and what's going on, and then you have to state what these real reasons are, because you can't say in one breath, well, uh, hey, the the we've had the least fatal crashes in 10 years uh, make that claim and then in another breath say, well, we need EOBRs. It'll it'll be safer. Well, you know, and, and that's pretty much what um, the ATA, you know, suggests. They're for the EOBRs, but you know, they're saying we're the safest it's been in the industry. So, you know, you you have to look at this whole thing as a as a big picture and see a lot of the contradictory statements that are made. You have to stick with the statistics and then draw your picture from them instead of just making them fit whatever puzzle, uh, complete puzzle or picture you want it to fit. So anyway, we're hoping that more people do get involved um, with these FMCSA meetings, and we definitely hope people start commenting on the website. Uh, about this S1950 for EOBRs. They're taking votes on it right now. So we'll give more information on that in a blog post so you can become more informed. Um, as far as everything else, we did have the uh, the Oakland uh, <clears throat> the Oakland ports uh, had a had a, a scene on, um, when was that, Alan, just a, a few days ago. I know a lot of yeah. drivers were upset, and then a lot of drivers supported it. So it was kind of a mixed bag of uh, of feelings, but anyway, everybody's back to work now. Um, there are people that's you know complaining they've lost money that day, they couldn't work, and uh, that it's caused you know a lot of problems. However, uh, like I said, there's a lot of truckers that support it, so it's it's kind of drawn half and half with uh, with that Occupy Oakland. Um, as far I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, anything else you can think of, Alan? I think pretty much that's it for for now. Okay. No, I was just thinking about that sleep apnea thing. I mean, I think uh, it's coming. I mean, they've got the force behind that um, deadly crash in Missouri. I think it was from that driver that um, <clears throat> it all had to do with his sleep apnea. I think he was a driver for Celadon, you know. Uh huh. And. and uh, so that's really pushing that. So I think uh, I think the sleep apnea thing we're going to be seeing that it's it's going it's going to be coming. Well, it, here's the thing: sleep apnea is a real disease. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. However, what criteria uh, are you going to base the testing on? Um, in, in other words, if if overweight people with big necks uh, are the people who have to take testing, what happens to all the thin people who have sleep apnea? They just yeah. get squeezed by. I mean, if you're going to do something, uh, you have to do it across the board, no matter if you're 21 years old, 70 years old, 150 pounds, 250 pounds. I don't. The, the way they're doing it, I think, is wrong, and yeah. um, I think that's that's the problem because you can't put people in a box. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see how it goes. So, um, all right, appreciate that. Our um, our special guest this evening is Lindsay Kaler, the social media marketing manager for the Pilot Travel Centers. And, and I asked Lindsay to come on the program because I wanted to know just how she uses social media to relate to her company's customers, which obviously consist of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of professional truck drivers, and, and what exactly has been accomplished through the usage of social media for the uh, Pilot Fly and J Corporation. And one thing that set Lindsay apart from others I've known in this position is her uh, obvious dedication and desire to really get to know the professional driver, to listen to what they have to say and take that information and run with it. So what do I mean by that? Well, we'll talk about it this evening, and as always, if you'd like to be a part of the show, our call-in number is 347 826-9170. And when we come back, I'm going to play an audio clip from the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention this past October where our social media expert Landon Milbleton was speaking and our guest Lindsay Kaler respectfully stood up and disagreed with a particular topic that he was speaking about. You will hear what Landon was saying and you will hear what Lindsay had to say. And for me, it displayed her passion for drivers and how she sees social media as an important tool for building relationships between Pilot Travel Centers, Flying J, and the professional truck driver. So you'll hear the audio as Lindsay Kaler joins us coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. guidelines from within the industry. It's never been more important to stay up to date on the ever-changing regulations and most importantly, always operate in compliance with those safety standards. Trans Products and Trans Services is a full-service transportation material compliance supply and regulatory service provider in business since 1957. For over 50 years, Trans Products and Trans Services has been working for drivers and motor carriers and assuring that you are always current and in compliance with all FMCSA regulations, so you'll have an entire regulatory agency working just for you. From logbook auditing to driver qualifications, file management, fuel tax and UCR filings, permit applications, on-site compliance assistance, and excellent technical service, Trans Products and Trans Services will provide the what, when, why, and how to comply without total interruption of your daily operation. So for more information on how you can have Trans Products and Trans Services working for you, give them a call at 1-800-367-9100. That's toll-free, 1-800-367-9100, or find them on the web at transproducts.com. 
Hey, everybody. Wouldn't it be great if you could find an energy drink that not only gives you the ultimate energy but comes with a health boost as well? Well, now you can. Eight-Hour Day Energy is the ultimate energy drink with a health boost. It's not just another energy drink. It's a healthy alternative. Eight-Hour Day Energy advises that it's the perfect all-in-one nutritional and energy supplement that is packed with over 140 nutritional ingredients. It has antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and super fruits, including acai, noni, goji, and mangosteen, and the list goes on and on. It's all packed in a two-ounce bottle to help boost your immune system, supports heart health, aids in eye maintenance, nervous system, as well as mental alertness. All this and more comes with a smooth, long-lasting energy with no jitters or crashes. So visit their website to grab your supply and for more information at 8HourDayEnergy.com. That's the number 8, hour, H-O-U-R, day, energy.com. 8HourDayEnergy.com. It's made for the long haul. So make the switch today. Check it out, 8HourDayEnergy.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Our guest, Lindsay Kaler, Pilot Travel Center Social Media Marketing Manager. Uh, Lindsay, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Alan. Oh, I got the right number. I've got two. I've got two same area codes up there. I was just. I was just taking a guess. Which actually, which one do you have? Because I have both of them on right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I have the uh, five eight eight. Okay, that'll be great. Okay. <laughs> I'll hang out my right. other one then. Okay. There you go. It's gone. So, all right. Well, thanks for being here. You know, I got to meet you last October at the first annual truck driver convention, and and you were such a joy to meet. And and I I noticed right off the bat that this uh, new social media vocation that you know has kind of erupted through modern technology really seems to fit you. It seemed to me that you really enjoy what you do. Yeah, that is that's very true, and that's often the way that I describe it. Um, it, it takes a, a certain type of person who who cares about something passionately and um, who cares about people and really wants to get in and, and be real. Um, you know, social media is not about trying to spin things or trying to wordsmith things. It's about, you know, just, just putting the truth out there and being honest with yourself and, and honest with other people. Well, I know, and Donna's with us, too. And, Donna, y'all, uh, you got to chat with Lindsay at the convention, right? Oh, yeah. yeah we, okay. had a, we had a nice little chat. Hi, hi, Lindsay. How are you? Donna, it's great to hear from both of you. <laughs> yeah, we were real happy that you were coming on the show. Um, uh, we we had a good talk the other day, too. I'm glad we did because um, there was a few, th- few things we didn't know about, uh, uh, like the fitness center and things like that, which we'll be talking about later on in the show. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And we are working on next year's convention while we're talking about that. We should have an announcement by uh, next week. So for all of you that have been, yeah, I know a lot of people have been waiting. So, you know, where is it? When is it? What's the date? We've been, you know, negotiating and everything. So we'll we'll have it out by next week. Awesome. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, I'll tell you, well, about that last one, you know, our, our guest speaker, Landon Mildeson, uh, who I know you know is a really great guy. He he's is. A, uh, Let me he, first off say that he is. He had a lot of great yeah. things to say. Yeah, well, it was fun. You know, he's, he's a social media expert. He travels all over the U.S., and and he was talking about automation, specifically automated messages through Twitter. And you disagreed with what he was saying, and, and it was one of the best moments of the event when you stood up and told him <laughs> so. But but uh, I um, I grabbed the audio from that two-minute moment, so uh, let's listen again as you explain your stance on the importance of using social media tools as a way to build relationships between your company and uh, drivers. So here, let's take a but listen. But it will automatically go out into the Twitter world, and you can put in there the keywords about your business. So let's say I'm marketing about CSA, right? So I'm putting in there CSA, Compliance Safety Accountability, CSA 2010, all FMCSA, DOT, all that stuff, right? So I put those keywords into TweetHawk. It goes out into the world and gets all the conversations that are happening right now, updated every three hours, and I have automated responses to each one that I just choose from. So I just press send, 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 and I'm a part of their conversation. Isn't that cool? But it's relevant conversation, not just plug in a product. I was going too fast there. I'm sorry. I got excited about automation. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt this no. part, but we were talking about automating a lot. First of all, if you all haven't met me, I am Lindsay Kaler, and I'm with uh, Pilot Flying J, and I actually am behind the Twitter handle, behind our Facebook page. Um, anytime you talk to somebody in social media, it's usually me. Um, and I have to respectfully disagree with automation of posts um, for the fact that I'm there because I I'm really not going to Pilot. <laughs> Do you say you're not going I'm to pilot? I'm not going to pilot. Now. That's okay. I respect your decision. Um, in that I am, I'm there because I want to listen. And I don't want you all or anyone else to think that we are just trying to get people to like our page, trying to build our network for no reason. We build it for a reason. We want to hear. I want to be a part of the conversation and not just have you get some random post. I don't know if you see... If you've been to our Facebook page or if you see me respond, it is sincere. And that is my, my biggest job is that I want to show we, we really do care. And so I, I'm going to have to say I, I would not actually automate. But if you have a specific reason, if there's something, sure. you know, about there. But I would really think about why are you even doing it in the first place? You know, why are you in social media? It's not about using these tools. It's not about being hip. It's not about anything like that. It's about a relationship. Here, no. That was good. <laughs> But thank you to Pilot for your commitment to building strong relationships. I think that's fantastic. I really do. Okay, so uh, Lindsay, you don't you don't really just talk the talk. Pilot Travel Center's Twitter messages, Facebook interaction. That's you sitting there tweeting, conversing with others online, your customers, drivers. So I take it that it's important for you that people know that it is you behind those tweets and messages and not some kind of automated program, correct? Yeah, I, I definitely want that. For, for people to know that because I think, and it can be disheartening when, when, you, when you've posted about something and, and there's not an immediate response. And I have to say, you know, a lot of, in a lot of ways we can't always be immediate either in our response online or in what we actually change in our, in our stores. But I am here, and even if it takes me a day to get back um, with everything else going on, I, I want people to know that there's an actual real person, a person who cares, and a person who's always there for them. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that at the conference and didn't think that we all agreed that automation was, was all that there was. <laughs> oh, Just well, for the record. Well, um, you, you let them know, that's for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Donna. <laughs> was that, were you surprised to hear that, Lindsay? <laughs> I, um, I, 
actually had forgotten about that. I know it was a big deal at the time because I was not trying to say that he was he was being wrong. I mean, for certain things, I guess it, it makes sense if you have updates that you know you're going to do or something. But um, right. for the most part, I like to pay attention to to the conversation and be a part of it rather than talk over it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, you guys caught me off guard, but that, that's really funny. Um, people who listen to this later are probably going to say something to me about that. So, <laughs> Oh, I, I just thought it was funny. Everybody enjoyed it, especially when he said, you know, well, I'm not going to pilot, and you just said, hey, that's okay. I, I, I respect your decision. So He was but, uh, a really nice guy. I hope everybody knows listening that I ended up talking to Landon, and Landon, if you're out there, um, he is a very nice guy, and we've talked since then, and he's very good at what he does, so. Um, have to give him props for that. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know you know I agree with you too. I mean the automation thing is is it's a personal thing, and with over uh, you know your Facebook page, um, you know with over uh, and let's put that out here while we're at it too. Um, uh, Facebook uh, Facebook.com forward slash Pilot Travel Centers. Mhm. And your uh, Twitter is Twitter.com forward slash Pilot Travel. Yes. Okay, and of course the website uh, pilotflyingj.com. But uh, you know, with over eighty-four thousand likes on Facebook and and Twitter, which has become slow to build up for many users lately, but still you're at almost three thousand followers. But you know, we spoke briefly yesterday over the phone, and you mentioned that one thing that is so important to you as a social media marketing manager is actually listening to those drivers you commun- uh, communicate with, uh, you know, through Facebook and Twitter, and and not only learn from their suggestions, but to really take action on those suggestions on how to improve pilot travel centers as it relates to the uh, professional driver. Can, can you give us some examples of things you've listened to from drivers and what pilot has done to accommodate uh, those suggestions? Definitely. Um, that's actually been my favorite part about my job is whenever I can put things into action and um, – the, I would say the the most or the biggest project I'm, I'm the proudest of, and um, I hope all the drivers out there are too, is our complete overhaul of the way we look at showers. Um, I I saw for a long time a lot of posts about showers, and either the cleanliness was off, or um, you know just the overall experience with it being you know maintenance of the actual shower. You know if the 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 shower head was leaky or you know, older towels or something like that. And and I actually ended up taking, I asked for everyone's suggestions of what do we need to fix immediately. And I got a whole bunch of suggestions, and then I ended up um, emailing out a survey to a lot of our customers. And we had thousands of responses come in, and I just have to thank all the drivers for that. And it was pretty clear what we had to do. The top two things that drivers wanted us to change immediately um, were new shower heads and new towels. So that's what we did. Um, I just went back to the company and went to our operations group and said, hey, you know, if we really want to make an impression on drivers, if we really want to make this a better experience, we should completely overhaul this. And, you know, everybody was pretty excited about it, actually, that we knew what exactly what to do. So after that, we put this huge emphasis on, hey, let's look at our shower cleaning process and the people we have in place to do that. And we built our best showers on the interstate contest where um, we asked for drivers just to come and rate their experience and vote on a shower that they thought was great and leave us comments if they didn't think it was and tell us how to improve it. And we were overjoyed with that response. We had over 125,000 people actually um, take part in that. And 
that's still something we have going on today. You can rate your shower experience from any in-store kiosk and actually from our new um, iPhone app and soon-to-be Android app in January. You can do the same thing from there. And it's something that we have a, a constant focus on because we know that that's really important, you know, the number one thing um, whenever you kind of um, are off the road. And, and you don't have a lot of time necessarily, but you want a great experience, and we completely understand that. So. Um, that one has been really, really exciting. There's, there's definitely been others. We've made so many updates to um, our restrooms, to our driver's lounges, complete new furniture, complete new TVs, um, expanded the offerings of our loyalty program so that you get a lot of great deals. And it's, you know, it's just for drivers who have the loyalty cards that you know, many people do already have. Um, trying to make things faster for drivers. Uh, I know a lot of people um, talk about getting in and getting out quickly, getting through the fuel islands. And so now we have a new position that we are testing out at about 40 different locations now that is someone to stay, to stay at in the parking lot and at the fuel islands to help direct traffic, to help get people to pull through, um, get you know windshield washer fluid, change out the trash cans, make sure you're always taken care of there. And uh, it's been going great, and the congestion has severely decreased in some of those big those big places. So those are a couple of the things that we're doing um, that, you know, I'm pretty excited about and, and glad to get to share. Well, I, I know you all have sped up a lot. I mean, I, I know you, uh, you guys have, like, the fastest high-flow pumps, and um, a list you sent me of some things, I didn't even realize this, but you all have 12 times more lanes than uh, your leading competitors, fuel lanes. Um, that's of DEF. So that's DEF, Okay. Yeah, and we were talking about that. The diesel exhaust fluid for the 2010 and newer diesel engines. Um, so it's just, uh, if you want me to go into DEF a little bit, Alan, I know you mentioned that yesterday. So DEF is a urea and water-based product, and it actually helps keep the particulates that go through the diesel engine um, so that your emissions are actually cleaner than, than what is taken in. So you actually have cleaner air coming out of a, of a truck that way. And um, the only way previously to get DEF for those that had to have it um, to put in your, you know, your own DEF tank is you had to get these two-and-a-half-gallon jugs and lug those out from inside our retail store or, or any truck stop and um, lug those up and, and get those into your tank. Well, what we've done is bring it out to the pump. Um, it's on the exact same transaction as you um, purchase your fuel. So you can swipe your card once, whatever it may be, and uh, fuel up with diesel and also with DEF. You can top it off every time. There's no, you know, there's no limit to how much you can do. And um, we have currently about 1,200 lanes of DEF, which is 12 times more than our, you know, next um, competitor with DEF lanes. And then by June of next year, we hope to have 2,000. So we know this has been a big, uh, a big hit with drivers. Now we're offering um, five points per gallon for our loyalty program uh, with DEF. So we're just trying to find ways to reward those um, and make things easier and faster for drivers. Okay, and this uh, y'all just stay on top of everything. You know, just uh, I mean, like the DEF. That's just uh, meeting the EPA's latest um, uh, environmental standards. Yes, that, yes, that is. And, and are you involved in that as well? Am I involved in with the EPA and, uh, myself? Well, just uh, you know, securing the DEF and seeing how that goes throughout the uh, throughout the stores. 
Oh, well, I can I definitely can't take credit for that. That we have a great construction team. Um well, we have great teams all over the company, but I uh I can definitely provide feedback on to how we can make it better. Um so the one thing we did hear about some of our competitors is that they had DEF on a separate tank, so you had to swipe your card twice to get fuel, and then if you needed to get DEF, you actually had to go down a little ways, swipe your card again, and get DEF. So that was some of the feedback we were able to provide back, and we were able to get a, a specially manufactured pump so that it would be all in one place uh, and make it easier. Uh, we knew that was a big deal, especially with just time and transaction fees and things like that. We wanted to make it as easy as possible. Okay, well, so I mean, so you really do listen to uh, you know what the drivers are are telling you and take action on that because I mean, some people you know if they're not driving they might think well you know a shower is a shower but when you're a professional driver you really look forward to that shower you know so it's a big uh, deal it's your home it is home away from home <laughs> it is it is a big deal and um, well well there's been a lot of changes with uh pilot you know when since y'all you know came in with flying j or a big been a lot of changes with flying j i should say but uh and we talked about this a little bit the other day too and maybe some drivers out there are you know are wondering um you know the flying j did have that uh big all you can eat buffet and now i guess it's all uh denny's i mean just for those who are wondering, you know, you know what happened to the buffet, can you get into that a little bit? Sure. Um, to be honest, the, the buffets were, were a nice concept, but they didn't do extremely well, and uh, that was unfortunate. But uh, we, we did get feedback, a lot of feedback from drivers, that they did want to have a sit-down option, which is not typical at a pilot, and we know that. Uh, we've, we've tried to make things as easy on drivers to get them in and out quickly if that's what they wanted to save them time. So that's uh, kind of the logic behind a lot of the quick service. But um, Denny's became the front runner in what kind of menu could they offer, what kind of, um, how quickly could they take care of customers, et cetera. Um, and so that was, that was a relationship, a partnership, I should say, that, that was entered. In. And now we have um, most of the Flying J's now, not all, will have a, a Denny's restaurant, which um, they have a great menu. I don't know. I don't know about you all, but I actually we have one here in Knoxville, out at the Watt Road location, um, store number seven twenty two. And I actually eat there quite a bit because I'm out at the, that location a lot of times talking to drivers, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. We've been working with them to continue to provide value for drivers. So we have several of them that are offering a 10% coupon that you can get for loyalty card members. Um, you can get one of those anytime at our in-store kiosks for those select locations. It's about, I think it's about 45 or 50 um, at this time, and we're continuing to work with them to try to provide more value for drivers on that. But so far it seems it seems to be going pretty well, which we're, we're happy about. Well, you know, I remember the buffets, of course, from Flying J, and, you know, and they were great. But, you know, i got to tell you, I always wondered how they could make money off of that all-you-can-eat because uh, I tell you, some of these drivers can eat, you know, and I'm one of them. But, uh <laughs> You know, Donna, we go, you know, we enjoy Denny's. I like Denny's. Well, that was my very first uh, road trip with Alan. Um, actually, it was the last one also. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when we were on the road, that was my favorite stop was a Flying J. Um, you know, they were they were always very clean. The showers were clean, and um, and the food was great. Uh, but uh, like like you said, we we often sat and wondered, you know, gosh, how do they make money on this? And evidently, they weren't. So yeah, 
<laughs> they, they were not. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think Denny's is a good choice. I mean, it's an excellent, excellent restaurant. We eat there quite often and, and really like it. And, you know, you mentioned the loyalty cards a couple times, uh, which I really like, which I have one myself. And uh, I have to buy 60 more gallons of fuel, I believe, and I'll get 15 bucks put on there so I can take care of that tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah, That's great. so uh, you're talking about our, our bonus rewards program. Right. Yeah, well, that, um, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize you were in that. It's only um, in, with select customers right now, and we've been expanding it more and more. But, yeah, that's been a great um, a great promotion so far. We've been trying to find ways to reward, you know, our most loyal customers, and that's been a great way. So um, we've been pretty excited about that. It's going pretty well so far, and we've gotten some great feedback. But, um, yeah, with loyalty, um, we found that that was the best way to um, – try to offer just extra, just go above and beyond and do some extra rewards and extra savings for those people who are, you know, constantly stopping at our location. Some people, when I talk to them, they're there every day. You know, some drivers, um, you know, have to stop once a day. And so we've really been kind of putting our our current program under the microscope, which is previously it was a lot like the other truck stops, but we are um, trying to expand it quite a bit to get even more personalized rewards. And the monthly bonus rewards was, was is one example. And then we have many more where, you know, you can get rewards based on um, what you prefer. And we're looking to do more and more oh. stuff like that and, and kind of surprise a lot of customers. We've got some new things in the works, and we're we're pretty excited about that. Oh, so, okay, I didn't realize that. I mean, I, yeah, I feel there every day, so so I'm a loyal customer, huh? Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. Well, listen. Well, I got you on the line. Anyway, you can throw about a hundred bucks on there for me. <laughs> you know, let me talk to them. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, you know, talking about getting more personal with the drivers. I mean, I know you have um, um, currently uh, you're you're doing like a sweepstakes offer, uh, all expense paid trip. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, we actually um since we since we merged the programs together with Flying J, we were always looking for ways to um provide something really cool uh to drivers, something a little maybe out of the box. So we've got some cool things coming up. This year we gave away some iPhones, some iPads, um a couple of trips. We did a Daytona um um race trip and the one right now actually that you can enter to win and you can actually enter every single day if you would like. Um, and we're going to actually increase the increase the chances for that in the future. But right now, it's an um, all expense paid trip to go see the Super Bowl this year, and that's the the one upcoming. Um, wow. You guess it's in January or February? I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. But um, yeah, it's you enter to win from any of our in-store kiosks, or if you manage your loyalty account online, you can go directly from there. Or if you if you go to our website at pilotflyingj.com, you can see um, the promotion up there or the the banner that's on the homepage. But yeah, that's um, that's really exciting. We, we're partnering with one of our vendors, Mars um, Candy. They they were able to offer this great, um, really great package. So that it's I mean they're like awesome seats. To the Super Bowl too. This isn't just you know nosebleed section. It's really good seats. Um, you know, your travel, yeah, your hotel, all of that's going to be paid for. So we're pretty oh, excited am- about that. That's amazing. Now, are you? Uh, well, tell us a little bit more about you. Now, did you did you you came on board with Pilot in 2008? Do I have that right? Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> 2008. Like forever. So um, you came you came in uh, the year the recession hit. 
Yeah, um, I was actually so overjoyed just to have a job. I um, I was just I was so ecstatic, and especially to work for Pilot, because um, Pilot's been a part of the Knoxville community, you know, for over 50 years. And oh, I'm yeah. a native Knoxvilleian. I was born and raised here. Went to the University of Tennessee. Go Volunteers! And um, <laughs> Shortly thereafter, I actually graduated from college. I started working for Pilot, and I was in the recruiting department. And uh, it was there that I started looking into social media, and I was realizing how it was starting to change the way that people were communicating. And that year was also a a presidential election year, and we heard a lot of different things about um, people mobilizing on social media or organizing and things like that. And so I just started looking into it um, for myself and, um, you know, potential options for Pilot. And... Um, something, like you said, I, I was just kind of made for it. Something clicked with me, and uh, I loved it. I loved the fact that it kind of put everybody on the same playing field. You know, you can talk to um, people that would be at other times difficult to talk with. You know, people are connected to their legislators. They're connected to the companies that they they buy from, to their, fan, their friends and family all over the place. And, um I loved working for Pilot, and I knew that there was a lot of things about Pilot that people didn't know, Um, just the community spirit and the philanthropic spirit that just runs through these halls, and uh, so many great things that I knew um, it could be a great opportunity for us to talk with customers, and I knew it was going to be kind of the wave of the future. So um, believe it or not, I actually started there. I built in my ideas of what I thought we could do and um, how I thought we should run it, and... um, from there, it was just a round of presentations all throughout the company, and then they asked me to uh, take on a full-time position and, and run it. So, Wow. Yeah, that, that's wow. kind of it. It's not the usual story, but it, it ended up working out, and um, we just expanded from there, and they've they've been gracious enough to, to trust me that, um, you know, that we were doing the right thing, that listening to customers and, um, you know, acting on that feedback was really going to, produce, you know, great results for everyone. You know, it was going to make us better. It was going to make our, our services better. It was going to make our customers happier. And so that's kind of my, my sole purpose is how can I make life easier on drivers? Um, you know, where we may be dropping the ball or we need to get better. Um, you know, we, we definitely want to, to be a place that people want to stop, that people want to have in their lives. And so um, that's why I'm excited to, to get up and go to work every day. <laughs> Well, you really got on the got in on the cutting edge of this because uh, let's say you came on board in '08 and didn't uh, Facebook wasn't it just the very next year '09 that that Facebook actually launched? Um, actually, believe it or not, um, I was on the very beginning of Facebook. The uh, it officially came out from Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm room in Harvard uh, in 2000. 2004, which is when I actually oh. got my profile on Facebook, oh, and okay. um, it was so limited. It was nothing like it is today, but it wasn't until about 2008, 2009 that businesses really, really got involved, and that it exploded to, you know, I think it was 2009 where they hit 500 million users, and so it was okay. just kind of a worldwide phenomenon at that point, and it became a household um I wouldn't say name, but a household brand, I guess, and and something that, um, you know, my grandparents at that time were starting to get on Facebook so they could keep up with the family, and um, it just became so much a part of our lives um, at that time. So, yeah, it was right then um, on the cusp of things kind of changing for everything. 
Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. I had O nine for the brain on the brain for some reason, and well, you got to really be a people's person, Donna. It sounds like you know you and Lindsay have a lot in common because you handle so much of the social media stuff here, and um, uh, you know you really enjoy it as well. Oh yeah, you have to you have to enjoy interacting and uh, and communicating and, and so forth, and you have to. Uh, the main thing is you you have to care uh, okay. about people. And you used the word passion um, early on in our conversation here. And um, I'll tell you, people say, you know, you need to be transparent. Uh, People can read through people, and they can tell, you know, who's sincere and isn't. Even though their word's on a screen, um, I I, I can, and uh, I believe others can also. So... I think that's a key a key to social media is the transparency, the sincerity, and the passion behind it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's that sums it up perfectly. Well, Lindsay, what what as a social media marketing manager, what's what's your biggest challenge, you think? Oh, wow. Um keeping up with everything, I would say. Um I actually do a lot more than just social media. Um I can I actually handle all of our digital marketing, so um that would include our managing our website, managing our email communications, um, some of our press releases, and and even um, our mobile application development, which I've been very much a part of. Um, so I think more than anything, it's that I wish I always, I had more time in a day, and I wish I could get to everyone as quickly, you know, as soon as they send something, and, and I try to do my best, but it's definitely a challenge. Um, I would say that after that, it would. I have another kind of they they go hand in hand is um, taking all the feedback I get and figuring out how it is that we can change things. You know we're a, a pretty big company, twenty thousand employees, and it takes a lot to turn a ship this big. You know if you're if you've got processes in place, and we're such a process driven company, and everybody around here is moving a hundred miles an hour all the time because there's always something to get better at. There's always something to do, and so. I think it's whenever we have to stop and reflect and and maybe um change something big and then realizing how, you know, it'll take us maybe a few months to be able to do something like that whereas you know it you would you would think it was simpler, you would think it would it wouldn't take that much time, but there's so many people involved and so many we all, you know, touch each other in in other ways, you know, we we're a part of different departments. So I would say that would be the next big thing. Well, do you uh, is is there a lot of traveling in your job? Um, not as much as um, many of the others in the organization, but there is quite a bit. I'm probably I probably travel maybe a, a fourth of the year, and it's a lot of times. Most of my travel has to deal with um, going to customer events. You know, if it's something like Mats or Gats or even um, you know other conferences or things like that, or actually. Um, I do go to a lot of, you know, digital and social media conferences to see how can we get better, how can we get more efficient, how can we reach more people and things like that. So it it does. Or just going to our travel centers, I actually visit ours and locally a lot so I can just go and talk to drivers and see how things are going and just kind of watch and observe and, um, you know, see where there might be things that we can do better. Well, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, how – you're the one really sitting there and listening and talking to the drivers and getting, I guess, feedback. That's the word I'm looking back, looking for, a lot of feedback from drivers, and you all run with that. 
You mentioned yesterday we talked a little bit on the phone um, about the SNAP Fitness, and I didn't even know anything about that. I mean, is that something that came back uh, for pilot through feedback through the social media? I, definitely. I think I don't think anybody anywhere in the trucking industry hasn't heard, you know, the kind of the, the focus on health, and I would say even of our nation, you know, it, it's, a, it's something to think about. I know we have a lot of internal wellness programs and a lot of focus on people being fit and, and being healthy for them. And so whenever we, we've been talking with, um, or I shouldn't say me, but other people, I've been talking with Rolling Strong and Snap Fitness about a partnership to provide easy access to a gym, fitness facility, and, you know, trained professionals and even programs developed just for truck drivers, um, it was pretty, you know, it was kind of match made in heaven. So we, um, we're we really excited about that partnership. We have the very first fitness center. Um, it's going to be at the Dallas, Texas location. And um, I think the grand opening is set for January of, of 2012. We don't have an exact date yet, but um, it's pretty exciting. You know, we're, Snap Fitness is a, is a nationwide chain. It, um, it's something that you could, once you're a member of one, you can go to any of them. So it'll, it'll extend beyond just the kind of the truck stop travel center um, location. Oh, yeah. You have one near your home, things like that. So we're really excited. We This is something that's actually a very big passion of mine. Um, I'm a very active person. I, I enjoy helping others, you know, find something that they're really excited about or passionate about when it comes to wellness and, you know, kind of setting a plan and, and sticking to your goals and things like that. So. Yeah, well, I hadn't heard that. So the one in Dallas, that's going to be the first one. It is, yes. And after that, I know it's going to be a lot of, they're going to rely on some driver feedback um, on where to put the next locations. Um, and that's going to be based on, you know, where is the need? Where would you really want to see one of these? Where's a great place to stop and things like that? So um, I'm hoping to put up more info on that. I'll definitely be announcing it once the grand opening comes around on our Facebook and Twitter pages. And um, we'll definitely be looking for the place where you can give that feedback um, about, you know, where would you like to see a, a SNAP Fitness and things like that. So it should be a great offer. They're going to do some some great offers for drivers at the beginning, too. Well, one thing that stands out to me with Pilot is um, you all really stick yourselves out there and really get involved. And, and you know, you were talking about partnerships a minute ago. And uh, as speaking of that, you all have recently partnershiped with uh, Truckers Against Trafficking, right? We have, yes, and I'm so thrilled about that. Um, I know you guys had Kyla on the show, I guess, last week, and I, I got to listen to that to that uh -huh. broadcast after the fact. I didn't get to listen to it live. Um, but, yeah, her and, and her whole family that are behind this mission of, um, you know, getting to drivers and, and saying, you know, you could really, you could really do something amazing to, to help stop this and to, to help save victims. Um, yeah, I happened to stumble upon Truckers Against Trafficking through social media, of course, and uh, I still remember the day when I actually went to their website and basically just got lost in it for the afternoon, watched every video, read everything I could read about it, and I I was just, I was taken aback. I had no idea, you know, yeah. and, I, and I hated to say that, but I was like, I, I couldn't believe that I did not know that this was an issue and that, I mean, I don't think I had heard human trafficking um, you know, besides maybe small news reports um, internationally or something, but um, right. I was overwhelmed, and I was so excited that there was something we could do, 
you know, not only did they tell you about it, they said, hey, here's a way you can help if you see something, and these are the signs. So um, I immediately took that to, to people within our company and said, hey, this is something, I don't know if you knew about this, but there's something we can do, and there's something we can um, can do to help TAT. So I got to know Candice and Kyla as well. I got to meet Kyla at the convention, and um, her sister Candice actually came in here to the R office and, and talked with us, and then we oh, um, really? do what? I said, oh, really? She's up in uh, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, we were really excited. I was glad she got to come here. She's just she's just the awesomest person. And we got to um, really talk about it and, and kind of lay it all out there, you know, what does this mean? Because at first, you know, people were people were nervous that we were saying this is a, it's because of or it's an issue with travel centers, and, and it's really just all over the place, and we can be a part of the solution, and that's what we were most excited about. And um, I can say, you know, even our home state here in Tennessee is is really behind this effort to to get the word out and then to you know about the hotline and um, how you can you know potentially save someone's life. So we're pretty excited about that. We lo- we're looking forward to having a lasting relationship with them. Yeah, I think that's great. And Donna, you know that you know she was saying. Um, you know, totally unaware of it. Uh, nothing wrong with that because I remember when I first saw it, and you know, we were looking at it. I always thought about you know, you know, Asia or you know, you know, somewhere far away. But it kind of took it took everybody back. I think. Oh, it it's just an incredible, um, just the thought that these kinds of atrocities take place, and not that we accept them, but like you said, we're not aware that yeah. these. These things are happening, and it's not just runaways. Um, although they are a big target, mm-hmm. it's also just people who, you know, kids that have gone to the mall yep. and ha- have been, you know, tricked into, you know, oh well, hey, you know, we've got this, and you want to come visit, or uh, and some sometimes it's it's women decoys, so yeah. they're not even uh, men. I mean, this is a huge problem. What is it? A hundred and fifty thousand. Um, uh, American children, women and children are 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 just taken mm-hmm. from the trafficking. So, and when we found out, it was I don't know about a year and a half ago. The first time you had Kyla on our show, Alan, I I can't remember mm-hmm, something like that. Yeah, um, and and we we started reading about it. I, it. Well, forget it. We were just totally taken back and like, wow, we have to put this out there and. Um, and the work that they have done to get to get their word out, I mean, that was a true grassroots um, effort. It, it's just unbelievable, and, and Kyla was the winner of, um, of one of the awards at the convention uh, for all their efforts that they've done, Kyla uh, Candace and her mother, Lynn Thompson, yeah. uh, who also. Uh, did you get to meet Lynn? We've met. Um, Candace over at the Memphis Truck Expo when Alan did his presentation, she was. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, uh, but we've never uh, we've never been able to meet Lynn. I've, although I've spoken on the phone with her. Did you meet her? No, I haven't gotten the chance to meet Lynn. I, we've emailed back and forth. Um, right. I've mostly been in contact. I'm on, I'm in contact with Candace on a pretty regular basis because um, we've been talking about training and things like that for our employees and select locations and things like that. But yeah, the Kyla and them receiving an award was very well deserved. They're doing a lot, you know, and it's yeah, it it's all on their their own time, you know. I mean, Kyla's a teacher and she she does this, just it's part of her life, you know, her everyday life. So, yeah. uh, I think that it's just amazing and inspiring. 
it, I was just going to say a true inspiration for many of of just when you think you can't do much more than you can, you can. Yes, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Well, so uh, so Lindsay, you listened to the show last week with Kyla. Any, uh, you have any plans of going to El Salvador soon? No, but um, I actually could relate because I I I lived in Venezuela for. Um, uh, oh, you did. Yeah, for a short amount of time whenever I was in college, and uh, it wasn't quite the same story, but it was it was pretty similar, and I had a lot of the same experience and just being somewhere completely different and and. Um, you know, loving and caring for a, a group of people that um, you don't know a whole lot about. I mean, I completely understood that. And um, but yeah, so I'll probably wow. have to you know, have to travel to El Salvador. I actually went to Guatemala this past summer, um, but I would definitely, you know, I have I definitely have a heart and a passion for for that area as well. Well, you've done a lot for being so young. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you, uh, you know, I guess when you're my age, everybody's a kid. But uh, <laughs> you know, and and I, I I read up on you a little bit. I don't want to get too personal, but you're you're really very active. I mean, I, I if I remember right, you like camping, you like hiking, uh, you're into yoga, right? I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, so I do. I love all things active, and I mean, being here and growing up in East Tennessee. Um, I mean, having the Smoky Mountains in your in your backyard, um, it's hard oh, not I love to be, you know, amazed by just the beautiful scenery that you've got there and the 900 miles that you could potentially hike there. So I I grew up hiking. Um, I grew up going camping, and um, that's always been something that I've loved. And I just think it it takes you to it takes you out of the normal day to day, the routine, and um, you know, nothing fancy, um, but it's. Just, it's absolutely gorgeous, and I love it. And um, kayaking, I love doing that as well. Camping, my new thing is climbing these days. That's been a lot of fun, but that's oh, really? definitely how I like to spend my time. Uh, you're making me tired just listening to you. <laughs> I gotta stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, uh, time's winding down here. I, I want to make sure, uh, you know, maybe something I've forgotten. Uh, any any. Anything specific you want to share with drivers? Anything that I have maybe have forgotten to ask that you want to make sure you get across uh, through the show? Um, I guess we've hit on the big things, but I, I just want all the drivers to know how much uh, we really do care, and that that Pilot really is a driver-driven company. Uh, you're our backbone. We we completely get that, and feedback is very important to us, and it never falls on deaf ears. Um, I'm always taking feedback back, if it, if not daily, then weekly, and, and even talking to our CEO, Jimmy, um, he always, he'll ask me how things are going, and I'll give him, you know, kind of highlights what's the most important thing that people are talking about, so, so know that we're paying attention, um, you know, great ideas, we have had so many great ideas from drivers, we love to hear those, you know, if you see an, if you see a problem that you, you can think of a way that maybe we can make it better, I'll love to hear that, um, I'm always available. People can email me. You can send me direct messages. Um, I apologize if I if I'm not right on top of it, but I I will get back to you. And um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. We we are here. We're listening, and we want to make ourselves as, as best as we can uh, for drivers everywhere. Now, did you want to give out your email address, or is that something where they can just find on one of your sites? Yeah, I put it up on Facebook a lot. I use um, it's it's just kind of a gen, well not generic but an alias email. It's just social at pilotflyingj.com, and um, 
it's easy for me. I, I like having it all going to that one so I know it's somebody um, through Facebook because a lot of times I'll have to go back and try to find your post to get you know the most information, but yeah, you can do that. Or I know you've been posting a. Um, I also talk to to customers through my own Facebook page, so or my Facebook profile, I should say. So if people find me there, I'm happy to talk. Um, you know, and especially if if you have if there is an issue, if there's something. Um, I know people were talking about potholes in the parking lot. We definitely want to know that because I can send that to construction and let them get on it if if the manager of the store doesn't know or something like that. So we we definitely we have our maintenance. Our maintenance um, staff here actually pays attention to our page and gets working on things pretty quickly. Okay, so they can email you at social at pilotflyingj.com. And, and uh, just one last quick question. I was just curious. I mean, you know, uh, no matter how good a company is, no matter what you do, I mean, there, there are those that, you know, you just can't please everybody. I mean, do you ever take um, – are you able to separate – you know, taking anything just really personal, and uh, and how how do you uh, how do you handle something like that? Well, I have to say, I love drivers to this fact. They're they're blunt, they're to the point, and uh, I think <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I don't ever take it personally, but I can say my day is made when um, somebody sees the the effort that I try to put in, and they appreciate that. But it is. Um, I have to explain it a lot to a lot of other people that they'll see the negativity and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry for you." And I'm like, you know, I get it. I get why they're frustrated. I, I get um, their lives are so so different than us that that are not on the road constantly. Um, I, I completely get it. So, a lot of times, what I'll do is um, I'll read through, read between the lines. I guess you know, if they're if they're if people be specific, if you have a very specific complaint, I can do a lot with that. If it's just a very general um, complaint, there's there's not a whole lot of actionable items I can do with that. But so I try to read between the lines, and I'm I'm always trying to to understand from from their point of view and uh, trying to put myself in those shoes as well. So um, yeah, I, I, there is there is some, but I get it. The more uh, the more positive, the more constructive that people can be. Um, you know, kind of the better for me to get things done, but but you know, right. negativity helps too. If we've if we've got an issue and we need to fix it, you know, we're we're happy to do that. So I try. Well, I had to the, learn early on not to take it personally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One of the one of the things that impressed me um, it was one of your quotes, and I wish I could find it. It was um, during the convention, and um, by the way. You know, we talk about the truck driver convention. I just want to say that Pilot Flying J Challenge Magazine was our very first sponsor. And for anybody who's ever put on an event, you have to know that it was uh, any first annual, first-time event. It is difficult to get sponsors. So uh, we were very grateful uh, to have them uh, come on board with us. And, um, I mean, the the event turned out to be a huge success, and we're planning again next year. But I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you uh, all. I had such a great time. Yeah, and we're looking forward to seeing you and Amanda Jackal. Amanda's um, with Challenge Magazine, so hopefully yeah. you guys can come again next year. But what I walked away with, I, I watched you, and you were so intent listening to the speakers, Paul Taylor with law and employment and, and everything, mm-hmm. and you made a statement, wow, you know, I didn't realize they they go through all this, and it really impressed you. And and I tried to find that quote. It was on Facebook, and I couldn't. But anyway, oh, it, I remember now. Okay. 
You do. I'll try to okay. see if I can find it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that was true. I mean, I've I've tried to keep up with um with what's going on or different things. I may not know everything, um, or I definitely don't know everything. But seeing being there and listening to um, especially Paul with all of the um, just the different legislation, the the rights that that truck drivers have. Um, I just I didn't realize there was so much on a day to day basis that you had to deal with that. Um, I was I was taken aback. I, I was um, it gave me a new perspective and a new understanding. I would say it's a. I, I was very thankful for that um, to understand that oh, we because I mean, drivers we wouldn't have anything if it weren't for drivers. You know the clothes that we, that we wear, the food we eat. Um, I get all that. So it was great for me, though, to get to hear all those different um, those different speakers. Um, it was, it was I was shocked. It was, it was a very, very lengthy event. It was very long. This year we're going to make it into two days. But um, And, you know, everybody was glued to their seat. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was, you know, it was it was wonderful to watch and to know that people – weren't getting a bunch of fluff that they really did get, yeah. you know, and, and walked away with, wow. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, I I tried to find that quote and I couldn't, but yeah, if you can find it for me and send it. To- <laughs> well, it was it was just a, it was also great to be a part of a very positive experience. I mean, everyone that I met was so genuine and so nice, so excited to be there, um, to be together with other drivers. You know, a hundred and. 70 or however many people were there, drivers that, that cared about the same things and, and wanted their voice to be heard. And um, there were those of us listening because we wanted to hear, you know, and, and it was just, it was great. It was an overall great, great energy, great experience all around. Well, we appreciate you guys. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, you, um Shot down Landon Middleton. That was the coolest part. So don't say that. He's gonna hate me. <laughs> no, he's he's a great guy. He, he, he took it all in fun. Every, everything's cool. Everything's fine. So, well, uh, look. I hope uh, hope we were able to um, bring a little bit uh, closer insight into the pilot flying Jay with uh, our guest Lindsay Kaler here for the drivers out there. Uh, I see you all listening on the line. You've just been hanging on listening. I appreciate it and. Thank and uh, Lindsay, thanks again for uh, coming on. And if we don't talk to you again, Merry Christmas and uh, have a Happy New Year. Oh, to you guys too. Have a lovely, lovely holiday. Great Christmas. It was so nice to get to talk to you both. You Thank too. you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks again. And uh, join uh, Flying uh, Pilot Flying J. Um, uh, check them out at uh, pilotflyingj.com and join them on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash pilot travel as well as become a fan on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pilot Travel Centers. And, again, special thanks to Lindsay Kaler for joining us this evening. And uh, got to take a quick break, and Donna and I will be back to wrap it up for 2011 here on Truth About Trucking Live. Be right back. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Don't go anywhere. Alan will be right back.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilt's, Volvo's, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner-operators and fleet owners. Hot John Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by, so they offer four credit plans giving all owner-operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. Toll free 1-800-289-8282 or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hotjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. Hey drivers, how many times have you finally decided to take a break from the sleeper, follow the signs of that hotel just up the road, and when you got there, they didn't have the parking space for a big 18-wheeler? Well, if you're like me, it's happened more than once. Aggravating, isn't it? Well, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Hotels for Truckers.org was created by a trucker for truckers and is the most comprised database for hotels across the country which offer parking space for commercial vehicles. No longer take a chance of whether or not that long-awaited hotel break will accommodate your big rig. Know for certain that you'll be able to get in where you can fit in. 
Choose from thousands of trucker-friendly hotels stretching across the nation, and you can also get great discounts and specials through HotelsForTruckers.org. Included in their extensive database are the addresses, phone numbers, and direct web links to the hotels. And if you use a hotel only one time a year, you can take advantage of the $10 annual membership fee, which allows easy access to view hotels that offer additional CDL trucker discounts, nationwide hotel chain discounts, and even room coupon specials. As a professional driver, you have enough stress to deal with out on the road, so have the peace of mind knowing that the hotel you choose will have all the driver amenities that you need. Hotelsfortruckers.org, guaranteed in making sure you get in where you fit in. That's Hotels, the number four, truckers.org. Okay, well, I guess that is it for now for 2011. Uh, appreciate everybody holding online and listening to us live here at Truth About Trucking Live. I see you all there stretching from Florida to Nevada. Uh, appreciate you tuning in this evening. And uh, Donna, any last comments? Oh, Donna. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you had it, had it on mute. I sure did. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I just want to wish everybody a, a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, a Merry Christmas. Um Happy holiday, and uh, looking forward to a wonderful new year. Um, lots of good things. We have to stay optimistic and active on everything and informed, and we're looking forward to a lot of good things with uh, with with trucking and with our personal lives. And I think the key to all that is just to stay focused and optimistic. Don't you agree on that one? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I know. I know. If we get you know into the moment, sometimes, and you can just spiral right down. And once you turn that around and stay optimistic, wow, things start to go uphill from there. So, that's my uh, that's my New Year's resolution: stay focused and optimistic. Well, that's a good one. I mean, a lot of struggles out there, you know, <clears throat> millions of people out of work. Uh, those that do have a job are grateful and. And uh, keeping a good positive attitude, and I like what Lindsay said about you know the you know the convention. I'm glad to hear her say that the convention was a very positive thing because that was uh, my top priority and my goal in that. And and uh, again, listen, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will uh, not talk with you again until 2012. So um, we will see you then. Until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, for uh, for Donna Smith, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a happy new year, and we wish you all a very merry little Christmas. So we will see you in 2012. Take care, and good night, everybody.